Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good morning, Metroplex. Shout out to the 6 a.m. club. Thanks for being the best part of our show. We want you to win the Dirks Bentley tickets that we have during the 7 o'clock expressway. We appreciate you turning it on, leaving it on. Thank you, Roberto, and welcome to the show. Um, Nick Sirianni apparently needs a babysitter. Someone says Jerry Jones is going to sell within the next two years. And Jalen Brunson explaining how Mark Cuban rejected him twice. But first, Todd Archer on the Cowboys offseason moves. Yeah, Todd Archer writing about By the way, Cowboys. Let me stop you. Yes. Because I saw some 105 through the fan headlines about Brian Broadus and you talking about players saving Mike McCarthy's job. I didn't see that in your prep, but that just clicked in my head. Did you not? I, I believe that was thrown in at the very top of off-season topics that we could discuss in a lengthy email I sent you about uh, a month ago. Book report. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, oh the, the loads of content you sent me to, to get us through a, a dry season. You, I, I do, Yes, I put it in there. Well, you just talked about it apparently <laughs> the other day, so... Uh, what was That's that one of the, the topics that we did. We just were talking about the idea of, is it, you know, with all the, the, the thought of like, where's the, the leadership, where's the culture, everything else, we were just kicking around the idea if players didn't publicly come to bat like Dak Prescott did, if there wasn't private support from certain players or whatever else, does Jerry make the move? Does Jerry go ahead and fire him? Um, and we just were both like, yeah, that probably made a difference. Maybe the endorsement didn't save, but the lack of you know, got to get him out of here, probably did. Yeah. Because if players were saying get him out, Jerry probably would have. Yeah, I think that's one thing I don't think about enough when you have regime changes and you ask yourself, why do they not happen? Because of the people within who don't want turnover. It's not necessarily they think that this is the best person for the job. It's, well, someone else, if they come in here, is going to possibly clean house. Uh, Bill Belichick may not be the Falcons head coach because Rich McKay behind the scenes didn't want to lose his job. Mm -hmm. And certain players here who may be Mike McCarthy guys, you know, or fit the scheme of Dan Quinn or what Mike does offensively, they don't want to be looking over there. If Gavin Spittle left today, which no way he would after that amazing prep work he sent yesterday, and a new boss came in, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think we'd be okay, but... You don't know. All bets are off. You're looking for your own security and your own safety. Right, yeah. I, I mean, for instance. So there, there may be a non-Dak Prescott fan that took over this job 
and told Jerry and Steven, if you want me to take this job, you're not going to give him the extension. We'll wait it out one more year. Yeah, that, that's sort of, you know, rocking the boat a little bit too much. And, yeah. and when we talked about Belichick, we talked about that as a possibility, the idea of tearing things down to the foundation and building back up the way he wants. And so that's something that might be a step back. You know, it's like, you know, got to take take a step back to, you know, progress forward. But Todd Archer wrote about some of the Cowboys free agent questions on there uh, on ESPN.com. And Todd generally, Todd is always, I, I've said before, I think he's he's right up there as the best reporter on the beat. He's he's really, really good and, you know, even-handed. But I think he he leads you to water and then lets you drink. He, he doesn't, you know, throw it in your face, but he'll lead you there. And so I think it's interesting to look at how he analyzes some of these free agent options. And the first one being Tyron Smith, which we've heard recently that Tyron Smith doesn't have plans to retire. Calvin Watkins reported that from the Dallas Morning News. Doesn't have plans to retire. Would, would like to come back. We know the Cowboys have the interest. This is the the idea being, okay, you could come back. You come to some sort of term on escalators like you did last year. Easy. Get the, the deal done. If both sides want it, get it done. Well, he writes here. He says, if Smith wants to continue to play, what type of contract should he get? He turns 34 in December and has endured a lot of injuries. He made $11 million last year on a reworked deal through bonus, salary, and incentives. Would something like that work again in 2024? Can the Cowboys even afford that? Even if Smith resigns, tackle could be a first-round need for the Cowboys, especially if they want to keep Tyler Smith at left guard. So something that I know was frustrating for Ty- uh, Tyron Smith last year was these game, these couple of game day inactives that occurred, like Arizona. You remember Arizona where it didn't feel like – it just seemed to like be sprung on us yeah. right there on game day yeah. that he was out. Those are very frustrating when you know you have $500,000 escalators on the line for each game that you play. I love how Tyron's frustrated at them. At them. When he's yeah, inactive. Yeah, when he's with them, this is uh, three games a year. But, yeah. like, I mean, because he's ultimately the, the training staff has to clear him. Like, if he's like, I'm ready to go, I can play, and they're yeah. saying no, then he, he can especially feel like, okay, do you really not think I'm ready to play, or do you are, are you trying, trying to, to hold back that yeah, money? Are, are, are you trying to, you know, knock some money off of this deal? So it, it can create some natural tension there at times. But overall, I think things would well for last year in terms of their relationship and with that contract structure. But I don't know that Tyron Smith would want to welcome that again. Like Tyron may say, I showed you last year I can do this. Let's let's not play games now. You, you guys wanted to see it from me. I've shown it to you. Let's go. And I think the Cowboys would say, well, let's put a structure together. And even if we put a structure together, we are kind of tight financially. And I think that that's sort of what Todd's cutting out here is that the Cowboys perspective very well might be, hey, we would probably need something that would be incentive laden. And even still, it might not be able to be as much as we gave you last year, even though you played really well this year. Okay. And that might put some sort of tension there. It might potentially cause you to say, okay, well, well, maybe this goes to a divorce. I don't think that's likely, but it could be enough that if you can't come to terms on it, it doesn't matter how much you both want each other. Zeke and the Cowboys wanted each other. They couldn't figure out money. I had seen like these uh, projections of where these players are going to go. And Tyron was not here. It was yeah. not here. He was uh, Indianapolis, that, I think. That ESPN article? Yeah. Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah. It's just, it's really tough uh, because it's like it makes, it's 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 what makes the most sense for incentives for Tyron based upon his health versus taking off your left tackle who can still play at a really, really high level as we saw last year when he's healthy. So it's that right. very difficult balance and in between but this is the this is this is this is good this is growth this is this is becoming a scotch drinker 
from uh, vodka and a high C. From Reuben? Yeah. So when Reuben is uh, is putting his 1942 down with Sprite, okay, this, that's, this is it. It doesn't matter if he's a good player. It matters how old he is, how much he has left. Right, you've already you've already got the best out of him. If what you're getting out of him is going to be decline, then it's time to move on. You know, you move on a year early, and look, he could be an All Pro next year. But if he's bad the next two years, that does that 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 validates not giving him a three year deal. I, I mean, look, I I've always had to say when it comes to decisions like these, I always say the best ability is availability. That's something that I've said a lot. You said that you invented, I've heard you said you yeah. invented that. Yeah. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. Sean invented it first, but a lot of people, I think it's you. a lot of people have repeated it since I started saying it. But <laughs> when you talk about Belichick potentially like tearing things down or wanting things a certain way, Belichick's whole philosophy, you remember was get done, you know, get out of it a year early than a year late. Like chops just talking about there. Do you think if he's here and he looks at Tyron Smith, do you think he looks at that as a guy that's like, well, that's a, a guy I'd like to be a year early on rather than a year late. I, I don't want a left tackle that's banged up and leaving us in a bind. I mean, we saw what would happen in random moments where Chume Doga had to step into play. It was not good. Right. And so if you say, look, I can't. I can't Devil, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I can't count on that. I, I need to know who's going to be out there every week. Uh, he talked about a couple other others, though. Tyler Biotish also on the offensive line. Uh, says that he's smart and tough, but he lacks the power that the Cowboys want at center. He's just not a not a big enough bottom like Tyler Linderbaum. Doesn't have the power bottom, uh, and it power says bottom. if he is not re-signed, <laughs> then center jumps to the top of the need list behind tackle if they don't keep Tyron Smith. And so this is this is something where Biotish I think is gone. Biotish was one that at the end of the season after the Packers game, there were a couple of guys that you could see that were that looked like they were kind of soaking it in on the field afterwards and, you know, kind of taking their time and hugging people and doing stuff like that. Biotish was one. And I think that the biggest thing that they're going to have to replace there when he goes is exactly what Todd mentioned that they like there. He's smart and he's tough. Like there's not, there's not a whole lot of bullies on this team that we've talked about before that are going to, you know, get in there and mix things up. Biotish will. Biotish will start fights. Biotish will stick up for your quarterback. He'll get in there, start fights. If, if he feels like, Hey, a tone needs to be set. They're going to have to replace that regardless of what they do at center, which, you know, who's a free agent. Connor Williams oh. had a lot of success at center for the Miami Dolphins when he played. Did he? Maybe, maybe bring him back. He was a little bit of a bully mm. attitude. Uh, and then Tony Pollard was the other primary one that he talked about here. Uh, said that he had back-to-back thousand-yard seasons, not as explosive in 23, obviously. Was this due to the recovery from his 2022 tightrope procedure on his lower left leg? Was it due to the running game itself? Both. Pollard was better down the stretch, but had just one hundred one one hundred yard game last season. They said he's probably not going to find a deal anywhere close to the ten million that he had on the franchise tag last year. He might find returning to the Cowboys to be his best option, even if he is brought back. The Cowboys are going to address running back in free agency or in the draft. Thank goodness, thank goodness. So the draft, t- not yeah, yeah, like draft. You know, you get you're getting you do that you, even if you draft like in, in the first round, you're getting a running back in the top ten. Of the salary, you know, as opposed or, or free agency. Uh, now, sometimes it can work. Like, you know, David Montgomery worked for the Lions this year, but that worked in large part because they they split him with somebody else. I love this story so much, as it came out from I think it's Jacob Sports, J A K I B. They had a lot of the Philly commentary with the post game that we played last year with Angelo Cataldi and Seth Joyner. 
and they just they they cover the Eagles meltdown better than anyone else. Well, they're reporting that Big Dom, the security guy, hey. oh, Big Dom controls Nick Sirianni's emotions on the sideline. That part of his role was to intervene between the raccoon and his players. And when Big Dom got suspended for the sideline contact, those number of altercations and arguments went up between Sirianni and his players. So you needed someone to intervene with Sirianni getting into a back and forth. And I kept wondering, like, why is this guy being talked about so much? Everyone, like Howard Eskin, Eagles sideline, the Burger King. He's like, no, you don't understand how vital and important he is. And the TV announcers, Big Dom. Now, I know it's, you know, it's Jersey Shore character. So that that adds to it. That adds to it. Entertainment. Big Dom. The guy looks like he's, you know, 6'9", 400 pounds. But everyone kept talking about how important of a glue stick this dude is. Maybe they kind of knew some of the stuff behind the scenes. Because Eskin was never going to tell us because he's a weasel on the Eagles sideline. He was never going to say, no, he was never going to sell out Sirianni because he does Eagles sideline and say, no, Nick needs someone to buffer between him and the players. But this story came out yesterday and I was was laughing hilariously. It, uh, look, I mean, you know, it's... He's a big part of, I guess, what they do, their organization. You know, Cable's around here all the time. You can yeah. see him everywhere they go, and he's right it's there. Cable Johnson from yeah. Cowboys team security for this. I mean, he's down. Oh, there's a lot Tom Cable. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, he's right down down there on the sideline and everything. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a big part of it. Now, he doesn't have the uh, national recognition that Big Dom does, and you're right. It's Jersey Shore. Yeah. I mean, he's a caricature uh, of, of. He's a bouncer. He's a bouncer. He's a bouncer on the sideline. And, and I'm sure every team has a bouncer, but not every team's bouncer literally looks like they should be at uh, at, at, at the Stone Pony or whatever. <laughs> so it's, that's the way it is. Like, it's it, you get you get. Was boosted. that your Jersey Strip Club or whatever that was? No, it was, that was Frank's Chicken House. Frank's Chicken House. Yes. Wasn't the Stone Pony where, like, Springsteen got his start or some crap? Um, but, no, look, that's, that, that's the East Coast uh, media right there. This is, if this is true. Like, let's even operate under the assumption that Big Dom was the linchpin here. And he <laughs> held them in place, and, and he kept Sirianni from having these. If that's the case, the Eagles would know about that. Howie Roseman, Jeff Lurie would know about that. If they brought Nick Sirianni back knowing that, that's negligence. Like, that's completely negligent to bring back a head coach who needs a handler not to have meltdowns on the sideline yeah, with every but, coach and player. Yeah, but, you know, all, all staffs or a lot of staffs have – probably had like you need that middleman well this is personal growth sean that's nick sirianni taking kellen moore vic fangio and doug nussmeyer to gino's stakes no big dom he's shown that he's building relationships oh gino they went to gino's yesterday oh. team building he's everyone working. knows you don't go to pats and gino's in philadelphia well, nick well you sirianni don't go to alibaba's either where, where, where yeah. did you go that's right uh, Ishkabibble. Ishkabibble. <laughs> yeah. That's like, it's like bringing someone here for Texas barbecue and taking them. Dickie. Uh, I mean, I love Dickies. Yeah. But like, whatever. Uh, like, taking them to a chain. You know what I'm saying? Taking them to a Dickies? chain. I love Dickies. You know what I'm saying? Taking them to a chain. I was going to say it. I'm glad you did. 877-881-1053. Take them to Hurtado instead. Hurtado. BBQ.com. All right. Mavs are back in action tonight. 
Hopefully, the Tolos are checking out RJ Choppy on ESPN+. Plus. I'm going to be checking out Suns, Mavericks at the AAC, and Jalen Brunson pouring even more salt in the wound. Wait till you hear what he tried to get Mark Cuban to do, and we get you ready for the return of the Mavs against Kevin Durant and the Suns. We'll talk about it next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Metroplex. Shout out to the 6 a.m. club. Sean Sharif, RJ Choppy, and Bobby Belt. We got Peyton and Ryan in the back. We are live on the FanCam, Twitch, and YouTube. Special shout out to the YouTube and Twitch followers, including possibly some former co-workers. That we're surprised to see on here. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you about that in the break, Roberto. (laughs) Truckwreck.com text line is open at 877-881-1053-877-881-1053. Grego hanging out on the Twitch? (laughs) You know, it it wouldn't shock me. It would not not stun me. Talked about Grego the other day. You what? Talked about Grego the other day. I did a podcast with uh, my guy Mike Taylor in uh, San Antonio. He's like, hey, I want to just catch up. And, uh... He asked about Grego. I, was, you know, I hadn't talked to Grego in years. I miss Grego. I would like to talk. I would like to run into him at a store again, like I did five years ago, and he had no idea who I was. I think if you're looking to run into him, a store's not the place. What type of store do you think it would be? This was a Tom Thumb. This uh-huh. was a Tom Thumb. I ran into him. He didn't. I, I said, Grego. And uh, he just keeps walking. Not a 7-Eleven at 3 like, Grego! And he starts walking faster. Like, you know, he's got that, like, like oh, let's, I'll get, let me get away from this loser. Oh, who is chap, this guy? Chap. And then, uh, then I yell at his real name. And that that stopped him in his tracks because he's like, okay, this guy knows who I am. Oh, oh, Greg stopped him instead of Grego. No, oh, Roberts. Oh, Roberts is, is uh, his birth. And you went, Robert, yeah, like Robert, dude for Bobby. Yeah, and uh, he stops and he's like, okay, this guy knows me. And they turn right, around. That's enough talk about Grego. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he had his run. Uh, Mavs Suns tonight, six thirty TNT at the AAC. I know, Mike. And the build up leading up to this yesterday on ESPN was NTNT, really, for the All-Star Week. Kevin Durant getting called out by Charles Barkley. Barkley, Mm -hmm. KD. They've been going back and forth for a long time. And yesterday, a big topic was Kevin Durant's leadership. Why isn't Kevin Durant like a feel like a bigger superstar? This is what Barkley said during the All-Star game. He wanted to be KD, but he's not doing it. To me, it's got to be Booker. He's got to be your, your mental leader and your vocal leader to a certain degree. No disrespect to Kevin. Kevin's a follower. He's not a leader. He's proven that on all his stops. Booker's a hell of a player also. I think he's going to have to take the initiative and take this team to the next level because 
man, Kevin's a hell of a player. I ain't never gonna say anything bad about him, but I'm saying the same thing with Boston. One of you guys has to step forward. He has to step forward. And for me, for Phoenix to be successful, it has to be Booker. Okay. Is that unfair? Is that so insulting? It's insulting, I think, to a lot of people when you're called a follower. Um, it, I mean, it really shouldn't be insulting because it just means like, I mean, there's just a stigma around it, right? It's like, oh, like you're softer. Like mm. you just, you just, you don't have your own backbone. You don't have your own opinions, your own spine. No, you just have some people who are like vocal and want to be involved trying to lead the charge and others who like go with the flow. That's fine too, but it sounds insulting. And when you're a guy like Kevin Durant, you're expected to be, you're supposed to be the lead dog, the big dog. But what does his history show, right? Someone did not lead in Brooklyn, all right? You're probably going to still say still say it was Steph's team. Was Durant the best player on that team? Many argued yes when they were winning titles at the time, but it was still Steph's team and Steph's organization. So, yes, yeah, so, so you, yeah, so KD could be the on-court guy but not necessarily the off-court leader um if i remember right in brooklyn was he the guy in okc that was a they were all so young all so young see that was that was what i remember about that team was the criticism back in 2011 2012 was like they're so talented but they're also like incredibly young and they don't have anybody there who's like in charge. Like there's no one who's like leading them. Yeah, I don't think Kevin has any desire to be a like uh, a vocal leader. Like I think he just wants to go out and play basketball, and go home. Hmm. Like maybe maybe not that style, but I think he definitely does want to be looked at as he he's got a very he's thin skinned. He he's got a, a a very frail ego. We know that, and so I just I, I think that he would naturally want to be viewed that way i just don't know that he wants that lead probably his dream is to be the dirk leader like the the i lead by example and a quiet Mm -hmm. confidence and that and people follow me let's hear kevin durant's response to charles i just feel like a lot of people that's on tv that don't ever come to the gym don't ever come to games it's hard for them to speak on what i do when they don't don't, they're not in here so it's just part tv you know that they needed something to fill the segment up you know so they talk about some negative you know but you're not in the gym i don't respect your opinion you're not in the gym with me that's just what it is that's also fair like i think that that's a that's the one thing that if when you're asking is what barkley did unfair that's the one area where i thought okay maybe a little unfair is like he's not there every day to see how he talks behind closed doors i'm sure barkley can find that out though barkley's got plenty of people ties yes there's plenty of it so i'm sure barkley has a sense of that but an example to draw it over to you know the Cowboys for instance I know a lot of people I've seen fans criticize before when they talk about Dak's leadership or whatever else they'll say you know oh he's just he's a politician what makes him a great leader whatever else you get the uh the the report like all the national talking heads that were talking after the digs practice chatter they're like oh a real leader doesn't let that happen the b word he must be absent you know he's an absent leader what they don't know Dak will never let you see when he's holding guys accountable behind closed doors, but it happens and it happens in a very stern way. And so I, I think that there's just different approaches. KD, for all we know, could be that way. Like KD could behind closed doors be telling guys like, Hey, you need to get your ass together. Like we're not, this isn't going to, this isn't going to work. And so I, that's always a possibility. And I think he answered, answered it as level-headed 
as I've heard him answer a criticism in a long time there. But he said, I, I don't feel like I want people to call me a leader, but I also don't want people to say I'm not one either. So that's kind of exactly what you said with that uh, with that Dirk role. And then people are asking, like, why aren't you, why don't you think you're recognized like more as like an all time great, like in that type of Kobe you know, discussion or maybe, you know, even a little bit below. He said, I'm not as charismatic as my peers. I don't have a personality that's fit for TV like my peers. You've got to sell what you're doing as well. And I haven't sold it enough. I don't feel like I need to. And I don't feel like I need people to call me a leader. But I also don't feel like I want people to say I'm not one either. I think that's a great response. Actually, I I do too. I I look at me because. Yeah, he's not on the necessarily on the Kobe spot, but I mean, this is the top 15 player of all time. He's incredibly unique. He is, uh, you know, he is one of the toughest matchups of all time. And I mean, he's. Let me ask you this. Try to be objective. Hook him. Dirk or Durant. Oh, I think if player, if teams were drafting a player, I mean, they're taking Durant. Uh, it's just for the draft. Like he's like, he's, 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 he's he's a, he's a more athletic dirt. Yeah. Dirk's better shooter. I think like, like uh, a mid range, obviously when you said, I I don't know. I I think Durant's probably a better shooter, but when you said a couple weeks ago, when we were talking about Mahomes versus Brady and you were like, Mahomes is a better player. uh, Brady's a better better career career, or or what? That's what it is. Dirk's career. Dirk's legacy is greater. Durant's a better player. Probably. Okay. Man. Really good takes today. Bro. We're all level-headed. I know. What's going on? 877-881. Certainly better than that spare Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's kick some people. Yeah. <laughs> 877-881-1053. Let's kick Mark Cuban. Or maybe kick Jalen Brunson as Brunson sat, de- sat down with the All the Smoke podcast with Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes, and they asked him about this breakout, this career year with the New York Knicks. And what happened with the Mavs? I really did want to stay in Dallas before my fourth season in Dallas, my last season in Dallas. We try to extend our contract, whatever we can get. The most we can get was like four years and 55 million. And so obviously we wanted to do that. I wanted to stay there. I I thought I would be there for a long time. And uh, I liked my role there. It's funny because my agent was like, I mean, you can do so much. You can do, you can get more, you can get more. I'm saying like, well, like I just want to be safe. I'm not trying to, gamble right now this is not something you really gamble with if it's out there right and so but they they were like we want to see where we're at you know about like 20 25 games into the season but we were like all right well if we're not going to do it i kind of don't want to do it until after the season i'm not trying to think about this during the season right yeah so there's a period where luca went out and i started to start i was playing really well i think i was averaging like 20 and like six maybe whatever it was about that 20 25 mark and so we went back we're like hey like the deal's there. We're thinking about it. Like, I'll do it. Like, right now. And still, it was no. Like, it, was, it wasn't a hard note. It was just like, we want to see. We want to see. So, I'm so like, this was Dallas. This is Dallas. Uh, it's still in Dallas. Okay. Trade deadline comes. I'm, like, thinking, like, all right, well, if, the, if I'm not getting extended, I'm probably going to get traded. Probably. I think the way I've been playing, like, this is like. Playing well, right. I'm playing somewhat decent. And so that didn't happen. And then, um, yeah, so, like, the, the deal came on the table after the trade deadline. I was like, I, I, no, I think I think I've outgrown that now. Right. Okay. Personally, that's what I thought. I was like, I think I've outgrown that. So mm. obviously, I missed on Brunson, one of my all-time misses. 
here's where I blame. Now, a lot of Mavs fans yesterday on social media were saying, okay, congratulations, good job, Jalen. We're not going to feel bad. We have Kyrie because of it. So yeah. then it became Kyrie versus Brunson. And I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about the regret and the remorse and all that stuff. I didn't see enough from Brunson like on the floor during games where I'm like, okay, this guy deserves this type of deal and he will turn into an all-star. I just, I didn't see it. Where I blame the Mavericks. If they they were closer, they should have seen it. Exactly. Did they see what Jalen Brunson did against Utah when Luka got hurt enough in practice? Here's the one thing I do know about Jalen Brunson as a fact. Now, he's a dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As McAfee would say. He's a dog. This guy, I just think of him playing one-on-one as a kid out at Rucker Park in New York and holding his own and being a wannabe Iverson out there. He is a dog. And the Mavericks, I believe, should have known that. Now, is that going to translate enough to overcome size issues, to score like he's scoring, to play with Luka? I don't know. And apparently they did not see enough of that in practice, but... That's my that's my Jalen Brunson miss. Yeah, but I, that man, he is he is he is not afraid out there. And he's willing to go at anyone. He can get a shot off at any time. Mm-hmm. And he is a baller. Well, th- he I is. Mean, there was a lot of discussion at the time about okay, like for instance, people there was a lot of criticism coming out of that playoff run where people were saying, Okay, Jalen Brunson is he's too small to be out there routinely on defense. He's you know, he's a liability out there because of his size. Can't have him and Luke in the backcourt defending. There a lot of people said what you're really paying for is uh that you found somebody who can, you know, lead the offense when Luke is out and can play off of Luca, which is something that's been a difficult find. And so a lot of people felt like, why are you just investing on, you know, a, a very niche skill set instead of somebody who's like elite? So that was the discussion for everybody at the time, but I think right now, the way things have played out so far, they could always go sideways. Jalen Brunson, exactly it. Happy in New York, liking things there. Kyrie Irving succeeding here. The biggest thing to be bitter about is the league screwing the Mavericks on the tampering thing. It's Thursday. It's 640, and that means what? It's the payload, guys. I officially joined a Facebook community no! group, something I said I would never do, and why do people get so butthurt over not being invited to weddings? That's next on The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Okay, am I hearing this right? The morning show is letting Peyton Russell have his own segment? I just don't get it. We've known Peyton for years. He's horrible on the mic. I mean, gathering the foreigners, this is going to be a train wreck. Daddy does work work, and Peyton just does board hopping. So I never know exactly how to do this. Whenever we were talking with Sean and RJ and Bobby, 
and their producer. Um, Can we not was, say his name? I'd refuse. Okay. You're screwing up, Corey Majors. Ooh, I heard that yesterday live. Screwing up, Corey Majors. You know what I want the Tolos to do right here? This is the payload, by the way, 640 every Thursday right here on The Fan. I want you to tweet at Corey Majors on Twitter. Just tweet a picture of Ed Warder. That's all you got to do. Just tweet a picture <laughs> of Ed Warder. No, no context, no nothing. Just tweet at in the majors on Twitter and tweet him a picture of Ed Warder. That's all you got to do. No context, no nothing. He'll wake up to it. I love it. He's probably up right now, as a matter of fact. He probably just heard you say that. Good. He better be listening. Very difficult last night. I'll name. link his phone number next. Um, <laughs> Texas <laughs> William has tweeted, we deserve this feud back on the payload. Oh, so yeah. He has you uh, beating up Alec Medford in the hospital bed, beating up his legs. Oh. What am I doing about my legs? And Alec was taking shots. They let him do AM on the WM or whatever they call his segment. You know, they, they let him talk a little bit on, on the, you know, w- they need to fill segments. Can't seem to fill some segments, so they let Alec do some AM on the FM. But I love how belittling you are. Oh, very just you, you don't take shots at me, guys. You know, I, you know when I was part time, you could do it. It was funny when the when the <laughs> nosebleeds took part would, took shots at me. It was fine. You know, I, I loved it. You know, yeah. Now, now you get more airtime than them individually. Yeah. <laughs> soon, as soon as I got an insurance plan, you shut your mouth. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's right. But you know, Corey, you're just you're 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 messing with fire here, Corey. Okay. Let's well, just be careful. That's your warning. <laughs> Guys, but what I really want to start the segment off of is I did something that I swore I would never do. You know, there's there's stuff you, you say, I'll never do that, and then you end up, you do it. And I don't know if it was me, you know, being a, a homeowner or home renter, I guess. You know, I decided to do this, but I joined a Facebook community group. Yes, sir. I did it. I, I never heard of this before. Just McKin- one? I'm on like seven. Are you really? Me too. I'm on the Roanoke buy-sell trade. This trophy club buy-sell trade. Whoa. I'm on the Roanoke neighbors. I'm on the city of Roanoke. Uh, I'm on my own neighborhood's Facebook page. That's like their own, the own. The, you got to be on your own neighborhood. Your your develop your subdivision is going to have a face. Yeah. You got to be on that. That's where all the dirt happens. You get so much tea, so much drama. So much. Oh, and it's like people. I was looking yesterday, so that I joined it. It's in Rockwall. It's called Rockwalling, and there's sixty two thousand members there. Wow. And one Troy H W Hughes was there. Really? I don't know his middle name. I just decided to throw that in there. But it's, yeah, uh, he's on there. H W. It's. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm on, I'm on, I, like, I'm literally signed up to probably 10 different ones, like 10 different cities. Like, I'm in, really? like, yeah. Yeah, Why, yeah because it's, it's I'm on good. the Flower Mound buy-sell trade, just in case I see something cool well, I need. I don't do the buy-sell trade. I'm in just the community pages, because it's a good place to find out, oh, this shop opened, or you find good little spots yeah. here. You find out all the tea about stuff that doesn't necessarily make the news, about, like, hey, why was SWAT at the... Ramada yeah. Inn in Louisville or whatever. I might be in a barbecue one or two. Okay. My wife got in the Sunnyvale one, yeah. but uh, definitely made me aware of all the uh, shootings taking place yep. right around my home in the uh, past 48 you, hours. You will 1,000% get on that your neighborhood one, whatever it is. Yeah. You'll get on that one. Uh, yeah, but like you, you, the barbecue, I'm on, a, I'm on the Southern Lawn Syndicate. <laughs> all right? That's how I know whether I've got grubs, crabgrass, what time of year I got to pre-emerge, all yeah. the things, man. That's when you find out if the uh, the circle merge is working in the middle of the town. Yep. You know, the third lane. We've got a third lane problem. I mean, it's all you're really, I don't know. I've, I've, I think it's a bunch of Karens on there. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. me. Bunch of, bu- bu- oh, bunch it's of, definitely a bunch of Bunch Karens. of Karen behavior. Like with that nosy neighbor just sticking their head out, looking down the street, <laughs> yeah. waiting to wait, waiting to go ahead and squeal and ratchet out, talk about you at the hair shop. I mean, people were buying and selling houses on here, giving offers. They were sending pictures on there. I was like, man, this is amazing. Now, okay, so I had to go through like an, uh, a process to get accepted. It was not a just <laughs> join it and you're in. You know, you had to like 
give I had to give like an, an essay basically why 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 they should accept me. Was that the same with y'all? Or did you just you had to submit yeah. a yeah. reason? Uh-huh. Had, yeah, it no. was like three so reasons. Three reasons. Three reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, depending on the frat? the the ones that I'm on, clearly that I don't live in those city, they don't they don't mind that. A lot of these pages, it's one of these things where we're only letting you in if you live here. We don't want people. Co- and so they like, oh. they have questionnaire there to like, do you live here? This is. And so they throw those out there just to make sure they're getting actual residents in the group. And I tried two months ago. I was declined. It said invitation denied. Wow. And so I, ha- I had to resubmit. I made my essay a little bit longer there. I was like, <laughs> I, I, oh, I, I should have screenshot. I was like, please, please. I want to get involved with people in the community. Please in find it. Yeah. Oh, I'm serious. I, I got to. This is amazing. It, it's definitely Peyton Russell Facebook, whatever the community page, and it'll it, it'll probably be on there. What's uh, the best drama I've ever seen? These are great. I was in the Flower Mound one one time. Somebody, this was a couple months ago, a teenager, he was like 18 or something like that, had gone in there and said, "Hey, does anybody have a uh, a new gym I can work out at? X Y Z gym isn't gonna work because my used a my B word mom uh, slept with her personal <laughs> trainer there and ruined my dad's life and ruined our family. So I don't want to see those people anymore. What gym wow. can I go work out at? And you get all sorts of drama like that in those pages. This is where I got into the fight with uh, my neighbor who called me out of the Facebook page for my our, our bulk trash. Oh, yeah. During a windstorm that got blown everywhere. And we had a back and forth. Yeah. And then that, uh, that that's where that came to a head. You get into some drama. You get into some drama on these things, man. Yeah, I'm looking. There's job offers here. There's food recommendations, which I just absolutely love in downtown Rockwall. But, you know, I'll have to see what I can write in there. Maybe just. Uh, You know what? I need to join that because I'm about to. I'll send you an invite. I'm about to be partying it up in Rockwall and kicking Dallas to the curb. That's my new hood. Look at you. How far from Rockwall are you going to be? Probably like 15 minutes. Not bad at all. 15 minutes. So I'm going to have to explore the Rockwall scene. No more uptown for me. Now I, I tell you though, you, you are going to run into this. I assume. I've been it, an uptown. I've been an uptown boy for thirteen years. Because it, it is for me. When I call an Uber at the house, I mean it might be thirty minutes before one gets out there. Oh, in Rockwall? No, in Roanoke. Yeah, we got it, Ubers it, in Rockwall. They yeah, we got them out there too. But like they're always like in South Lake or by the airport or a great. Takes line. a while. It takes a little bit. It takes 15 minutes, you know? I'm not getting one necessarily like, hey, here, it'll be here in one minute. Mm. You know, and I assume in Sunnyvale, it's going to be kind of the same thing. Sean, I'll take you out to the harbor some sometime on me. Go. You know, I, I got money now, apparently, with me renting a house. Okay. But uh, all right, Get it's a bean dip at Glorious. <laughs> you have to share a margarita. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no queso allowed, just chips and salsa. Straws. It's a payload on the fans, 640 every Thursday. Now, guys, we're, we got to talk a little about weddings. Not my wedding coming up, obviously, or RJ's wedding coming up. But um, well, this this story here see how he slipped that in there <laughs> it's on his mind no reaction mind. i think I it's a little bit reaction. on his because none of us are surprised we all know that you're gonna be yeah. asking us for the diamonds direct hookup very soon that's right so this story got me think about a generic question here about weddings so this girl now this is in england you know the uk so it's a little different maybe but she was invited to an eight hour a wedding that was eight hours away so she drove there it was her co-worker's wedding she was uh, allowed to attend the church and evening drinks and, and dining before the actual reception. She got to the reception, and she was trying to find her nameplate, and she couldn't find anywhere. And it was set mm. on the show. So she went to an usher or someone, and they were like, oh, yeah, you weren't invited to this part. You were invited to the first part, but not the reception part. And she got really mad, as we all would, and stormed out and drove away and left and went on a rant. And so I, I got this question thinking in my head, like, I mean, how— how butthurt do people get about wedding invitations? Like, is it because here's my thing. It's like if people that I know 
got invited and I didn't, I get a little bit hurt, especially if I know the person, you know? But like, if it's just someone that I know and they're like, oh, they didn't want to invite me, that's cool. You know, if they want to keep it small, whatever. I, I didn't know your thoughts on this. I've never really been, you know, I've never been excluded from the wedding mm-hmm. invite. Um, no, in fact, you've been one of the only ones included at weddings right at this station. My problem, <laughs> we'll let RJ rant in a second. <laughs> my, my problems in regards to this have been, I got butt hurt when I wasn't included in the groomsman for one guy, and I've been butt hurt when people did not accept the wedding invite. And for me, I was extra butt hurt because I sent out two different wedding invites because COVID canceled my first one. So for those that were like, you know what? Like, I'll give you the pass for the first time, plane, another state, all that. But then the second one, you had something at the same exact time? No. So... I had to create the Jericho list for that. I'm calling BS on this story. Yeah. There's only one spot where she could have gone in the UK that was eight hours away. Oh, my God. RJ has mapped this. He's looking on his map. I think it's Scotland. She would have had to have gone from London to Edinburgh. Plus 10-minute drive, according to Brad Shane. And that's uh, a a seven-and-a-half-hour drive. Well, right there. He just said it was Scotland. She did, but you're assuming she lived in London. She could have been in Manchester. Well, let me just call her. I'll ask her. Yeah, just call her and ask her. (laughs) But... uh, what what wedding were we talking about that I didn't get invited to? Well, maybe Sandler's. Oh yeah, that's why I was Sandler's. He was still feeling bad about taking my job. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I you get uh, your revenge tonight. Oh yeah, my big revenge. He already calmed me down. He's already calmed me down. I feel much better about the whole thing. This morning. This morning, he's already calmed me down. He's done great work. Wow. Uh, so what did he say? He said, uh, I, "I said, it's well, we'll like, talk about we'll yeah. talk about it later. We got an RJ ESPN Plus preview." <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you, of course you get butthurt if you don't get invited to the wedding, but like, cause it's it's free drinks, it's free food, it's yeah. it's 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 a it's an opportunity to hang out with people without spending any money. The FOMO, the now, FOMO the hits me all the time. The problem is that you know the gift is always. I mean, you gotta you're supposed to match what you think they paid for your seat at the gift. That's what that's my. Oh, is that the rule? I gotta that's, write that's, that down. Yeah, okay. that's, that's that's Emily Post, man. So if if it's you and your and your wife or girlfriend, I mean, it's like it's like it's like two hundred dollars cash. So you give, right? It's terrible. I did. I gave you a wedding gift, right? Finally, yeah, like two two years late. Yeah. But if I if I could go back and redo a couple of things with it, number one, yes, if you travel to my wedding, you get on a flight, no gift required. Number two, everyone who flies there, like, should have been invited to the um, what's the night before crap? Uh the rehearsal dinner. dinner. The rehearsal dinner, like there was like, like maybe like five to eight people. And, you know, you got a million things going on. I don't know if there's going to be enough food, enough chairs. And I'm like, you know, we should have invited these people. They fly to another state. They travel for you. And I just, I felt bad about that. I, I always want to include everyone anyway. Uh, but no gift required if you're going to spend that much money and that much time and invite everyone to the rehearsal. That's what I w- would have done differently. Now, if we, now if we know if we need and to, had air conditioning, if we need, need to know how to dress for a wedding, I think we just go to Bobby, right, Bobby? Correct. Because you, you had the, the jeans and the, the polo, right? <laughs> Correct. Show, showed my my level of uh, don't give an f. If you if you hold a outdoor wedding in Central Texas in June, you are getting what you get. Mm. You will get however mm. I, I think dress. You just suck it up, right? Do you, do you just gotta suck it up? Just you don't wear to. a shirt that bleeds through with the sweat. I've been watching like my white trash reality shows and the number of people wearing hats. I saw someone marry someone the other day. He got uh, his officiant, whatever, backwards hat on with his with his suit and stuff, and people sitting in the reception area with their hats on. It wasn't like a theme or anything. I'm like, have some damn respect. 
Take your damn hat off. I, I mean, look, I remember I remember a time. Now, I wasn't alive Billy. for it. I wasn't alive for it. But I remember a time not too long ago, back in the 20s, everywhere I had, everywhere they went. Well, that's a different, like the hat you're wearing tonight is different. I'm not talking, I'm talking about a ball cap. Yeah, cowboy hat. Cowboy hat's fine. That's dressy. So you get that's away acceptable. With yeah, yeah, yeah. But a ball cap, come on. Man. What about those old straw hats they used to have baseball games back in like the 20s? I don't think so. The broadest hat? No, no, these are like man, these are like these actual straw hats people used to wear. Yeah, the ones they wore in like the old 1920s footage where they're like they're fanning themselves yeah. at the game and have like a piece of straw in their mouth. Yeah, Peyton, good job. Hold well on, thank you. Right to Alec Medford and Corey Majors. I bet Alec's segment doesn't go this well. No, it doesn't. Was I, it AM and AM? AM, AM I think FM because we're on the FM dial. AM though. on the FM. It's 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 not basic. a bad name. I mean AM on the FM. The it is a clever sucks, name. AM on the FM. But how about AM? Do you have the intro? Did he make his own intro? Oh, I got to find it. We should yeah. judge it. Find your Facebook, uh, you know, plea for Rockwall and find Alex's intro for a little bit later on so we can fill our own segments using PayPay. <laughs> Yesterday, we just talked about the new college football playoff format. We're at 12. We're all, we're all feeling good about it. And now the top story on a lot of different sites is we're going to 14. We're already changing from 12 to 14. We have around the NFL as well. It's Sean, RJ, and Roberto, and a Dirks Bentley ticket giveaway next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 